Welcome back to She Does Stand Up 2. I'm your host, Laura Sogar. And I am also your host, and I'm Matthew Broussard. <laughs> um, some quick upcoming dates. I'm going to be at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. That is September uh, 17th and 18th, <laughs> September 18th. She asked, she was like, do you remember your dates? Yes, yeah, September 17th, 18th, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Stress Factory. I'm going to be at Acme, Minneapolis, uh, October 6th through 9th. I'm going to be glaring at him right now. <laughs> yeah, let me get through it. Uh, Houston, October 14th at the Seeger Group. And I'm going to be in, at the DC Comedy Loft, October 19th through 21st. Hooray! Nailed it. Oh, hell yeah. I wouldn't really call that nailed it. That was stumbled Off through the it. Top. That's not bad. Check those out at BruceHard.live yeah, um, to double check the dates and get tickets to go see yeah. him. I probably won't be there. No, you're not coming to any of those, are you? I might go you're to welcome. Houston. You're welcome oh, to come huh? by and Look do a guest guys. spot. I've gotten... I've gotten to be welcome to show up scenario. Yeah, that's that's a big step. That yeah. is a big step. We're getting there. So won't let you feature, there. but you can you can MC if you want or do oh, a guest. Thank God. No, that's um, some of these clubs you- do like ten minute, two ten minute sets instead of one feature. So hell yeah, could have been hell you, yeah, brother. Could have been you, but your stupid job making all that money yeah. is getting the way and yeah, running but shows. My work and- is like, um, what if you did your job? Yeah, that's going well, and though. And I'm like, that's so rude that you would expect me to do that for exchange for money. Uh, but they're pretty insistent. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty insistent on it. Yeah, and every it every day. Well. It, it doesn't start well. with S. Yeah, it has yeah. been going well. You're like very overextended right now. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. So you're, you're doing Super. your weekly show still. Uh, weekly show. We're moving locations, which has been finally going indoors, which has right. been, thank God, like, I literally previously for Brooklyn underground comedy, I've been doing manual labor once a week, right? Moving picnic, t- like just, it's an outdoor venue. It's not set up for, yeah, it's for not live set up performance, for a live comedy show. So I have right. to set it all up myself and I'm a control freak, which right. is like, so I'll, you know, bust my ass moving tables and like setting up lights. And yeah, I was benches. like, I would, I would finish setting up and then I'd host and I was like, I'm, I'm genuinely like physically tired. And those stupid fucking lights you have, they're just strings I and they're like them. little beads, so but they get tangled. They're made to get tangled. Matt and every- hates these so much. Like yeah, sometimes if he, if he comes back to like go home with me after the show, mm-hmm. he'll like, we live together. <laughs> He's trying to get me to go home with him. <laughs> um, he, hey, where are you going after this? Yeah, where are you yeah, going after this? Good set. Nice. Hey, pretty nice, funny. Yeah. Pretty funny stuff up there. Uh, you, uh, Come you back to my place. I'll just give you some tags that you didn't ask for. Yeah. I'll try to sleep in the, the same, like, just genuinely sleep with you. Like, just a king Just bed. actually rest. That's way more sexually appealing <laughs> to me. It's just a good night's especially sleep. After, well, especially after a freaking 45 minutes of me doing manual labor. Right. And hosting and producing. Uh, by the end of those, I would be... I would be just bone tired. Yeah. Like so exhausted. And the My stress of it all going like, well. And I hope you're not like, you know, out partying on Thursday nights. I'm like, buddy, no. I like, I can't express to you how far what I'm doing. Like, it's really fun and it's very fulfilling, but it is work. You're more of a summer camp director than yeah, like a, yeah. a night out. Yeah. I'm like a camp counselor. You have like, of- you have like the white sunscreen on your nose yeah. and a visor. I've literally got a fanny pack. I'm running around like a, like, <laughs> a, like, a, like an art school director or something. I'm like, yeah. come on. That's <laughs> the so, lights, the lights, everyone. <laughs> it's so tiring running a show again. So I've, point being, I have, uh, uh, we are now moving indoors 
and trying out a couple different venues to see what is the what's going to be the move. We had our first one last night, and it was so fun. It was so good and so easy. And it was so it much took 12 easier. 12 minutes to set up. Oh the chairs were God. out. Yeah. Chairs were already there. Can you believe? No, no uh, wooden benches made of half of a tree trunk. Yeah. That's the, the thing about the, the outdoor shows is, I mean, your show was one of the first outdoor shows to pop up during the pandemic. And it was like such a hot show because so it was fun. one of the only ones, only ways to, to have a comedy show. a hot show when there's yeah. uh, nothing else. There's nothing else. And then like, there's been this thing of talking to other comedians about, about like, did the outdoor shows always suck or we've just been spoiled now that we have the real shows coming back? Yeah. I mean, not suck, but you know a, what I mean? No, no, no. You're a hundred percent right. And I think it was both. You know what I mean? Like yeah. suck, but like at the, you know, if you're starving, then gruel tastes great. Right. But don't go you, shopping hungry. Yeah. Don't go shop. Uh, whatever analogy you want to throw at it. So point being, um, still a fantastic audience. We love them so much and, uh, they've like actually been incredible. Yeah. Um, so we're moving to, to some new spots, figuring out which one's going to work, you know, be like a good fit longer term. Yeah. Um, so that's been like a huge weight off my shoulders. Can but, we talk about your other gig? Yes. And then in the midst of all this, cause I was like, <laughs> let's just, who cares? Like, let's keep, keep it rolling. Yeah. I, um, bite off more than you can chew, then chew it. That's yeah. My- and then bite more. <laughs> Um, I'm also running um, Don't Tell Comedy now here in New York, which I'm so excited about. What is Don't Tell Comedy? What is Don't Tell? That's funny. You should ask, Matthew. Don't Tell Comedy is based in, you know, headquartered in L.A., running in over 45 cities across the country. 45 cities. I know. It's nuts. Um, Kyle K.A., who we should have on sometime. He's really, really, he's really interesting, really hardworking, and has basically built out this kind of like, you know, secret shows, um, secret lineups, et cetera, um, across the country. Right. Non-traditional venues is kind of yeah. the thing. So I will say that being able to... So, so I've done shows with them in like Boston in like a gym after hours or like yeah. a WeWork in, in Manhattan. Just random fucking random. And spots. It, it but makes are really it really fun. fun. Really fun, yeah. And the audience is excited to like be in a non-traditional comedy venue. And frankly, my training of doing all this during COVID was made it a pretty... I was like, I'll put a show up anywhere. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> is that kind of cool? Yeah. We'll throw some lights up. We'll make this thing look badass. <laughs> what are your current venues that you I found in New York? I can't tell you that. They're secret. Oh, what, you can't give the, the style of venue? Uh, well, we have one that's like a like a rooftop, like outdoor. Okay. Like So far, it's been all outdoor. Guess you'll have, have to show up to see. Yeah, you have to show up to see. God damn. Matt's over here trying to get me to reveal <laughs> trade secrets. <laughs> you can also just look at my Instagram and you <laughs> figure post it out. the pictures. So where, um, not where, uh, how often are these shows? Um, they're not like on a strict schedule. So it's a little bit more like scheduling with the venues, but we probably will have like, it'll settle into being like three to four times a month. Yeah. So a decent bit of work, but so irregular. That's the thing. It's not just like every Thursday. It's like, sometimes it'll be Saturday or sometimes it'll be a Wednesday. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so you, you produce it, you find the venue, you book the comics and you host. I do it all. Do it all. Yeah, I can and bring in a host. I will eventually probably have some assistance on the hosting side. Yeah, fishing for drama here. How is uh, how is booking that versus booking your own weekly show? Well, I mean, the thing is that I'm no longer, it's not just me anymore. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not just answering to myself. It's not like my... You have like, a boss. I have a, I have a boss. Who, yeah. So, um, I mean, reality is, it's New York City. Every comic here is 
pretty fun. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> there's there's a lot there's of comics here of are comics. pretty good. Yeah. Are pretty pretty like very very strong. More than capable of being on any really types of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say the don't tell shows as a whole are are generally more, you know, folks who have selective. Yeah, I I, I don't want to say necessarily folks who have TV credits, but just folks who are like who are like working comedians. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would say that by and large, it's it's going to be those types of people, with a couple exceptions, of course. And uh, but that's kind of the expectation of the folks that I'll be bringing on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, mostly just like. These are she's selling herself short. These are really strong lineups because you, you get to you get to use the don't tell name and and, and more comics are, are interested in doing it. Uh, the the locations are more convenient and um, yeah, those are really well, good. I mean, lineups. those are really, like Manhattan Club lineups for, from what I've seen from you. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other nice thing is that obviously the Brooklyn Underground shows I've been only in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the name. Uh, oh. So this is my first time producing shows. <laughs> that's where the that's where the name comes from. Okay, Brooklyn, as in like Brooklyn, New York. Okay, I that's thought it was Brooklyn, and I thought yeah. it was. Oh no, you were no, that's really Brooklyn. That's actually like a common misconception, <laughs> but that's not what Brooklyn under. <laughs> no, so we have. Um, so now I have like the ability to do some shows in Manhattan. Yeah, and um, which is cool because people can be like, I have a shot a show at New York Comedy Club in the Comedy Cellar, and then I have like an hour fifteen minute window in between, and it works. I'm yes. like, that's actually fine. It's not like okay, yeah, you're gonna have to like cart your ass all the way over to Williamsburg and then try yeah. to get back. Like, it's not gonna happen, or at right. least not gonna happen without way more stress than is like needed. <laughs> I will say from a, I don't know what you're dealing with, but I would say from a personal level. I've had at least a couple people hit me up being like, heard your girlfriend's book and don't tell Colin. I'm like, I'm not, or how leave about, me out of this. I don't like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not involved. I'm like, not involved. Let me just I, say, if Matt doesn't like you, that's not great. Me? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. no, don't put this on yeah, me. Yeah, no, I love, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, Matthew makes all the if decisions. You, you're just my pawn. No, no, no. Matthew makes no decisions. Matthew However, no if decisions. Matthew talks shit about you to me, then. I don't talk shit about anyone except on our Patreon. <laughs> God, I would love a Patreon where we're just like, you know who's a fucking hack? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. No, you have to be my friend for that. You have to go yeah. on a road trip with me for Which that. Which is like way more of a commitment. Oh God, you that's pay so five dollars to not do that. Just yes, that. yeah, I'm, I'm a lot to deal with on on road trips. Either I don't calls. talk at all on my phone, or I just blah, 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 blah. or it's literally um, a stream of consciousness. And I'm like, what? So you're also <laughs> doing two podcasts. I'm also doing two podcasts. Which this, is this it's being all, the easier one of the two? This being the easier one. They've all been. Like everything that I'm doing, I love so much. So yeah. that's like what's really cool about it is I'm really passionate about all these things, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remind me of myself, not that I was doing as much as you, but you remind at, me tw- of <laughs> at 24, 25, I had a day cool. job and I was doing comedy and I was traveling as much as I could. And there was just this well of energy and passion that I couldn't, I don't think I could ever tap into again that allowed me to not sleep and, and, and just go, go, go and hit everything as hard as I could. Yeah. And you're now in your thirties doing that because it's just that, that, that stage in comedy where you just, just, just want to bite off everything. It's exciting. Yeah. Nothing's that laborious. Yeah. I mean, and even like, you know, the the one thing that did get old was the manual labor. I was like, this, this is, 
this can't continue. But the other stuff is all just like, like the other podcast I'm doing is the Risque Business News one, which is going really well. It's been really fun. And I get to talk with a good friend of mine about a topics that I'm really excited about and just shoot the shit and like laugh over them. Like yeah, we do business news stories every week. They do require a ton of research. Yeah. How many hours of research you put into it? It depends on the story, but probably between like three to eight hours. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, the biggest time suck I've seen of your schedule. So what advice do you have to people trying to do all that? Because you are, I mean, you are doing it like that's such a romanticized thing to be working all day and then go to a show. Like that's, that's, those are the stories well, people tell. I know. What's so funny though, is there's like only a few people who are doing that, that I've seen here in New York, at least. What, so people who don't have full-time jobs or? There's a lot of people who I think do part-time work, which is probably the move, like right. for longevity. And a lot I, of that, I that there's move not... is actually moving because a lot of comedians are now movers. Yeah, a lot of comedians are movers. I would also say like, it's a certain personality who can do working all day. And then like everything that I'm doing, I'm a super hyperactive person. Yeah. You're super type A. You, you super constantly do too much. You make vacations not fun with how fun you try to make them. They're pretty fun. The <laughs> pictures are great. I, you're an itinerary <laughs> vacation. I am. And so as a result, this is like a good, like I do better when I'm busy. Frankly, yeah. that's like how I thrive. Well, if you slow down, the demons take over. If, yeah. If I slow down, yeah, I just self-destruct. Yeah. Which is probably something I should see a therapist about one day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay. the opposite. I can do nothing. I'm great at doing nothing. I can You've gotten so much better about I, being like on ta task and yeah, stuff like no, that. Yeah, no, we're trying to meet. That's that's the whole thing is I take Adderall and you take Lexapro so we can kind of meet in the middle. We're trying <laughs> to merge our personalities into but, one productive but also healthy person yeah yeah but the point is there's definitely like there's a lot of other producers there's some really amazing like i'm i'm always so impressed by like amanda gale for mm -hmm. instance uh, shout out to amanda gale she's a she's a homie and she works a legit fucking daytime job a, yeah like a cool one so does may and so does May. Like, there's like a lot of women <laughs> so much you know, I'm sure there's a lot of i'm sure there's a lot of guys too i just i'm not as close with them um but um and then runs like all these incredible shows and like works really, really hard at like all the different things that, you know, all of them are up to. And then so, uh, blows all their paychecks on Sephora so they don't age proportionate listen, to how. Listen, we would how, do that no matter what. Right. <laughs> the Sephora gets its money. Let me tell you, there's nothing that's keeping Sephora. We will, I might as well just direct deposit my paycheck to them. Right. Just I like, was, do you, can I, can I get your banking information so, so they can just send it directly to, okay, perfect. Those lotion, I like, I spilled some of your lotion yesterday. I was like, oh, our kids need a scholarship to go to college now. <laughs> it's just so expensive just the, on the per ounce basis. Yeah. So that, that overextension, hopefully there will be some respite from, from that with something easing up on, on one of those fronts, but well, where does, where does doing stand up fall into all of this? That's, I guess, been my biggest challenge right now is obviously I have a lot of, I'm trying to figure out where to focus mm -hmm. because the podcasting is something I truly, I love doing. This mm -hmm. one's pretty straightforward. The other this one requires easy. more yeah, prep. Turn on the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then like the editing and stuff like that. So it's kind of figuring out like where the lowest hanging, like the ROI is like, what do I need to do? And what can I maybe, you know, task other people to do? What should I pay money for someone else to help me do? Um, bringing in people to help volunteer at shows. Um, but, so there's so many different ways. And that's, I think what I'm struggling with right now is like, I haven't been going to as many open mics, you know, purely because I'm fucking, when I'm producing a show, like that's kind of my whole night. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, 
But then there was some payoff and that producing a show obviously leads to quality stage like time. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to maintain that correct balance. And obviously like some weeks it'll, it'll skew one way versus another. Yeah. You know, and that's going to happen. That's fine. At least I'm telling myself that's fine because I don't really see a choice here. Yeah. But that's the one thing that I really want to figure out longer term is now that I have kind of the, my my projects lined up and like what I'm going to be focusing on, how do I set them up in a way that frees more of my time up to also develop my, you know, set on my stand up set strictly and then the social media side. And then people are like, you should do a TikTok. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Well, that, that, that looks like I need a freaking IT degree. Like, like do I need to go to video film editing school it, for this? Truly, some of those things, I watch it and it's just like, it's just such a like throwaway video and you watch the editing. I'm like, this is hours of work. Right. And it's, it's, I guess, like the barrier to entry into learning how to do all that too. Or paying someone to do it, which is what I always try to tell you to do. But you're too much of a control freak. Who, who the fuck are you going to pay to film your TikTok? Not TikTok, but like uh, podcast editing. Yeah. The one time I hired someone, they fucked it up. Okay. Control freak. That, I mean, people are just bad at their jobs. This is... This is anyway. That's your, that's your like catchphrase. <laughs> one job. You have one job. Or <laughs> uh, I'm like, hey man, job. we all have tough days. I don't, you know, I don't know what they're going through. You know, maybe this is the best they could muster because maybe, maybe, maybe someone, I don't know. It's maybe sucks. their dog's sick. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm well, way too forgiving when people. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, I'm not trying to be a, a dick to people, but I'm also like, you know, it's kind of interesting. It feels almost like a doing comedy. You have to like, you're like, this is so cheesy, <laughs> but it feels like running a company. Sure. And you have like your marketing department and your finance department, which is like work, your yeah. marketing department, which is like social media operations, which is like going to mics, going to shows, getting booked on shows. Yeah. People, there's, who's telling me that they, they have like a day of the week and a three hour block where they just send messages to bookers every week. It's uh, like fucking, Tuesdays. I also think that people lie. I'm going to be perfectly this honest. A- I hear so much from people being like, I do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but do you? Because like, what's the return? I think a lot of people exaggerate what they're up to. Sure. It's one thing I've started to get more but and that's more That's a weird thing to brag of. about. Because it's such a, it's such a for, for such a sexy endeavor uh, or, or glamorous endeavor, there's a lot of just very... I mean, it becomes a day job at some point. You're just sitting at a, in a, at a desk at a computer and for me, it's been, um, I've put a lot of effort into just, you know, performing a lot. That's been always been my like kind of driver of just perform as much as you can and try to have, you know, work on new jokes and write. And now it's like, oh, I got to sit down and just edit old videos into a nine by 16 proportion yeah. and then caption them in this in an interesting not way. Hard to do on Premiere Pro, but it's not hard to do, but it's time consuming and actually just thinking of what, you know, finding clips of the right length and all that. And that's just. Uh, it's it's just not nearly as fun as writing and performing the jokes, but it's so much more important to, you know, get that stuff out there. It's just like the necessary evil. It's I've, I like have a secret resentment of, and as I, as I'm on a fucking podcast saying this, but it's like comedy used to be, you just did comedy well and you hoped you'd find a fan base. Now all these fucking teachers pets have their podcast empires and they have their social media team. It was like, you're, we all did comedy to get away from a nine to five and you've turned it into a nine to five. I thought we all agreed we'd work no, from eight to 11 every night and then just fuck off the rest of the it's time. It's not a nine to five, Matthew. It is a nine to 11 it's or a nine actually to probably 11. nine to one AM. <laughs> yeah, that's true for the real, for the real go-getters. Jesus. 
Um, but yeah, that part of it, that's what I've been, and watching you reminds me I have to do all the other stuff too, because none of the, none of the quote unquote artistic stuff or, you know, you know, performance side of it means anything if you can't get it out. And well, the reality is it's like, do you want to just talk to the people who are directly in front of you day in, day out? Like at the shows that you happen, like, let's assume a good show will have like what 50 people at it. It's Mm -hmm. a decent show. Let's say you do, you know. Let's say you do an average of performing in front of like a thousand people a week. Yeah. That's great. But like the likelihood of them going and following you and then coming to follow up shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like it works, but you're really it's limiting your reach there. Whereas you trickle. can post a clip online and get 50,000 views in a day. And then across or the country, post a clip every day, even if it's not that high a quality, and then boost your algorithm positioning. Oh God, it's like such a mess. It's such fucking, a thing to do. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm so glad. Like, I'm not glad, obviously, but I'm. The nice thing that the stage I'm at is there is yeah. no stand-up I've done that is worth putting online. Oh, well, I'm glad you know that. Or not to I say, mean, no, I hear everything you. Like, could be more. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put anything out really until I was five years in. But the good thing is I have like the podcasts and stuff like that. So there's plenty of content I can still be sharing online. Mm-hmm. Not like just to like have once I do have more what things to say, there's other stuff for people to check out. Right. You know what I mean? Well, how do we feel about that? I mean, there's plenty of probably people under five years listening and, and you know, the, the old school clips. mindset was wait until you really got something to show them and then show them with like a late night set. And what I see is a lot of, you know, comics at my level who are just posting a lot of stand up because they have a lot of stand up that they can burn, um, that, you know, just throw away crowd work material. Yeah. But then I see younger comics doing that. And I think it's before they're ready. So I have, I know. The, and, and, and I, I probably just sound like a kids these days being like, I wouldn't put that out yet. You know, it's like, but they're, maybe they're, they're st- that's, that's fine. Maybe that's just, uh, yeah, things evolve. They're positioning I, themselves well. What and, if I just had the perfect answer for that? Like I, just, I don't know, <laughs> no but I, I'm willing idea. to accept that I'm wrong and maybe that they're doing something right. But I watched some videos and I'm like, oh, that wasn't ready yet. That wasn't well shot. It's like, you, you got to tag this. Like it's a, that's probably there was probably a combination. I mean, what I've seen. I mean, and for uh, some of them, it's working. Some of them have like massive followings, and they're yeah, very it's, young. It's really tough, and then like also the expectation that people will come and see you and not want to like if they see the the polished version of that, would that be so bad? I, I don't know. know, man. I had that happen at a show in, in Buffalo. Some guy was like, "I was really hoping you were going to tell the Pokemon sculpture story." I was like, no. "But it's online already." <laughs> I mean, I totally. But he brought his girlfriend. I I guess he wanted to hear it, but yeah. Oh, that's adorable. That's actually really cute, and that is a great story. So, um, yeah, I don't. I why do I act like I'm like going to have like the answer here? I don't know. My can I? I would discourage young comics from doing it and just say, really work on the craft for the 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 first five years. But I mean, I mean, who am I? (laughs) Like the thing is that I mean, I understand that building. You know, it sounds so stupid to say this, but like a fan base and stuff Mm. like that is just getting your shit out there. Getting your shit out there is a huge part of this. And like, will help you get booked further on now posting stand up as part of that is tough because we know stand up takes, I mean, one joke will take probably what is the maturity a year. I like to wait a year, but at least a year for it to be ready. Mm. And then it's like, do you want to film it? Like, do you want to have it posted on your Instagram from like a fucking show with 30 people or do you want to have it like as part of a late With five show? cameras? Yeah. With five cameras. And hair and makeup. Yeah. Or is there something bad against doing it twice? Like posting it there and then posting it again later on. Like reality is a lot of people 
like they don't focus on you. Yeah. You know, they're not going to necessarily be like, oh, they posted that in September, 2019. Like, God damn it. Yeah. How dare you? Well, one thing I think we both agree on is posting stuff. That's not stand up. little sketches, little for that. I think talking is- to camera posting. I, I think tweeting is great. I think it's great to get in the habit of just tweeting jokes often. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, so that there's a question on the stand up side and I don't think we, either of us had the answer there, mm-hmm. but on the sketches on the, podcast clips on the the uh fucking to camera which makes me want to kill myself but clearly works mm-hmm. i watch them but every time i consider doing it myself i'm just like who do you think you are <laughs> like, yeah you can just talk to the camera and you're like oh they're so charming so um, so i think that stuff definitely do at the minimum yeah just get in the habit don't get me it, wrong. just to, just to learn the skill set because I don't know how to do that stuff. And I'm sure if I had just made myself do some dumb thing every day, I'd probably have more ability to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just can I talk about me now. No. Okay. Yeah. I just what's been up? It's been since like uh, <laughs> yes, I think last time we just did it, us two, it was uh, I was gearing up for the Comedy Central filming. And I, I taped, you were there. It was fun. It was in Brooklyn at the Knitting Factory. It was a eight minute set. Uh, I did it with a, a lot of other great comics. Um, and it was, uh, I try, I wanted to do something different because it was for YouTube and I knew it was going to be, uh, you know, on Instagram, this, this was, I, I tried to do the opposite of a late night set rather than to do five minutes of interwoven personal material. This was eight minutes of, um, uh, t- touchier subjects and, and very impersonal. I really don't talk about myself in the set. Uh, it's, it's kind of hot buttons, zeitgeist issues. I, I, I'd like to think I played it carefully, but I was happy with how it came out. Uh, I, it, it is truly just, I just want to test how this kind of material works I think uh, on social media. I think it's really, really good material. I Thank mean, you. it's, it's definitely, it's not even like you're a really reasonable dude. It's it's all fair takes. Like it's extremely fair takes, but you're just talking about issues that are considered like a little bit more like ooh, yeah. and that's not something you've typically done. Mm-hmm. But why not? Yeah. You know, like you're who cares? And it was all newer material. A lot of it was stuff I wrote during COVID. A little bit about about COVID. Two jokes I've put on my Instagram before, but I wanted them filmed a little better. Uh, okay, comes so out we'll in a get week. To, we'll get to we'll get to test. It'll be that. a repeat, but it's those jokes got no views. It's they they lived only on my Instagram, and I've reposted stuff before. Uh, but well, it was where the it fuck was, was this advice like twenty five seconds ago? <laughs> well, that's I mean, one of them was just like a set I filmed. I, it's someone said it, you don't burn it unless it goes viral, and that's probably okay. a good. Well, that's good advice, Matthew. Decent advice, yeah. Uh, but it was it was it was exciting and and. It's going to be put out, and Comedy Central is doing a really good job with that. We talked to Ryan Morin about that. Of the, their business model now is just put out a lot of stand up and make it as easily accessible as I possible. I think that's so smart. On, I think that on is your phone, so smart. My, I told my mom about uh, my, my Comedy Central set coming out. She was like, "Oh well, I guess I have to DVR." I'm like, "No, I can just send you the set." It's great. Yeah. It's, why is that so novel? Why is that novel? <laughs> I mean, the Napster era of music was was 20 years ago where they had to readjust that no one's going to pay for it anymore. You have to give it out for free and hopefully you pick up the loss on ticket sales. And uh, comedians are only just now learning that. Just make it just wide open. And, and this set will be good for that, I hope. 
Uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really, the one thing I had is after the set though, and it was, it was at uh, uh, Knitting Factory, which is a very Brooklyn crowd. Just like a really, it looked yeah. like the audience looked like insecure mixed with euphoria. So this was. And then me and my stupid friends in the back. Just the like, Stanford swimmer yeah. crew. <laughs> we We're got 10 like, people into an audience of 80. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> And so it was, it was a little bit of pushback on some of the material because of the crowd, which I was, Dude, I was very nervous about. I don't about. even think they were, they were great. But it made it, it made it feel almost adversarial, which made the jokes that much more exciting to me. Like I realized it would kind of, it kind of suck if the, if the jokes just worked because the jokes are all playing with tension and hopefully revealing I'm on the right side or, or the opposite of like saying something noble and then twisting it into, but I'm also a bad person. Right. Um, and that was, that made it very exciting to perform. Um, I did really burn out after that set because you saw me running it. We, we took a you weekend out of town so many times, so many times. And I was still so unsure of what jokes and set order because I only had a month to put it together and it was not material I was doing as part of like my opening set of a club set or, or, or it was stuff I would work on with smaller shows or bar shows. It was stuff I was kind of like afraid to do at a club. Um, if I needed to kill for 15 minutes. Um, but as soon as it was over and, and since I've had this kind of postpartum where I just don't, I love those jokes so much now. And, and I don't feel, I don't want to tell them because I'm afraid I'll keep improving them. <laughs> so I want to be working on new jokes, but I don't have enough new jokes that I'm as, as excited about. So I'm just trying to God, champagne problems. Champagne problems. Sir. Yeah. I know immediately after he was done with that, I like, you know, got a car and took him. Yeah, I had no just, spots like, that weekend. We went to Virginia. Yeah, well, we we had, we had, like we're like okay, we're we. I just finished a big project at work, and then you had you had that big t- taping, and the next morning, put your ass in a car and drove you down to Maryland. We went to Chincoteague Island, which I then put him on a bike, and we biked for like eight hours. Yeah, around an island, and I was like, that was "Do refreshing. you love this vacation?" I had a <laughs> Matthew's like, "I'm so tired." Yeah, we're so ex- <laughs> and had a weirdly pushy Airbnb me? host. Oh my God. Yeah. That, can we tell that real quick? You can tell it. We went to this, it wasn't an Airbnb, it was a bed and breakfast. And it turns out. Oh, sorry. Out, yes. Yeah. And that is a really important point. I don't, I had never been to a bed and breakfast. I thought it sounded adorable. Right. And it was, it was very, very cute. Except we're stuffy New Yorkers now who are like, don't talk to me. Don't smile at me. Yeah. We get there. And that's and the this, whole selling point. The of- whole thing is that they're going to kind of chill with you. And I was like, she's like in the room with us. And I was yep. like, can he get out? I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to oh, me. Also. Oh, we brought the cat. And which she they like, had a no cats policy. Dogs were okay. Pets, no, they said pets allowed. But apparently that only implied to dogs. And I was just like, well, we're going to have a problem here, lady. Because <laughs> this cat's coming in. I don't know what to tell you. I paid your $50 fee or whatever. Yeah. And um, they they eventually allowed us to, to bring the cat in. And that was And we fine. had to like put away one of the sheets in case the cat slept on oh, it. Yeah, and it we would get cat hair. Yeah. And I was like, he's hypoallergenic. I don't know what to tell you, but anyway, so also like a dog is fine, but this guy right. who's just like a people. little regal the best statue. cat in the world. Yeah. So, so there was already tension from that. She liked us. She also, also obviously loved the password. Like he's incredible. So then we, I make, I make Matthew bike for like eight hours straight. We're running all over the place. I ate like three pounds of shrimp at this location. <laughs> Genuinely, I ate. Like your skin a, was a little oh, bit pink afterwards, yeah, was like, like turning, a flamingo. I was going full flamingo. 
on this place. And it was then so cute. Monday morning, I was supposed to be off work and then obviously got pulled into work because what is PTO? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, lady, I have a call. I need a space. I need to. Yeah, we were like, okay, oh, yeah, we'll do a 12 a.m. checkout. She was like, no, it's 10 30. We're like, we thought it was 11. She was like, you have to be out by 10 30. I have other guests. And she was like panicking. She was like, you, you have to be out by 10 30. I have other guests and I have to cancel the whole stay. If you can't be cleaned up by 10 30, I'm going to end your life. And it was like, abs- by the way, once again, on hotels.com, for sure said at 11 a.m. Like, I, okay. I don't know what to tell her, but he, it doesn't matter. Well, so it that's was standard. It's, it was a 10 30. It, it doesn't matter. It was really neither here nor there. Point is I needed someplace quiet from 10 to 11. This lady was having a, she, she meltdown. fully, she was having a meltdown over the fact that we needed about at 10 30. And I was like, okay, but I need somewhere to do this call. Can I like, you know, take this breakfast into another area. And she's like, no, the breakfast has to be in the dining room area. And I was like, yo, okay, I guess I'm not going to eat. Like, it's fine. I don't know. This is just clearly a miss. Where's the Hampton Inn? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I need some Hampton Inn energy where they're just like, yeah, bitch, like go here. Like, just don't even worry about it. Just standard and impersonal. It's standard and impersonal. Here's some goddamn Wi-Fi. It felt like we were like in some like, rom-com movie where these big city people come into a small town and they teach us how slower (laughs) living is the way to be like except for instead of them teaching us how slower living is the way to be we taught them how to have anxiety yes we just brought in a storm of angst and by we i mean me and poor matthew was just doing cleanup where i felt like i felt like a children between two divorced parents where i'm like yeah my girlfriend can be a real bitch sometimes yeah she's yeah she's just i'm sorry about that yeah she's just a really high strung individual is fine. <laughs> I was like, I have a Zoom. And then I come back to you and be like, she's so uptight. What, 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 what fucks that bitch? It's crazy. What, what, yeah. And then you're like, I need good Wi Fi. No one can, I need a room where no one can walk in because if someone walks in, I look unprofessional and I can't make this sale. <laughs> Ooh, new, what's that? Remember that everyone's free uh, wear sunscreen speech? You're not famous. Not <laughs> graduation speech. Uh, everyone's free. Uh, you know, if I have advice for you, wear sunscreen. But there's a line oh, in that. Oh, that one where you're yeah, like, like live in New York once in your life, but leave before it makes you hard. I'm like, too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like I got here in like 25 minutes later. I was hard. I was like, oh, this actually worked out pretty well for my personality. <laughs> Damn. Well, that was your aversion to coming to New York City in the first place. I knew it was going to be because I lot. forced you to come here, and you're like, I hate the Northeast. I worked my whole life to escape the Northeast. True. I'm an aggressive driver. I'm rude. I'm all these things. <laughs> And I, I moved to Texas and got rid of that part of me. And the second we step foot in New York City, I was like, well, you get punched in the head and evicted in the first three weeks here. <laughs> and you're like, that is, no, by the way, fuck both, the world. Both of those things are true. Those are true things. Yes. We got like I got punched in the back assaulted, of the head. I'm fine. Kind Not of like it? a light punch, like a full like on, a full on punch. punch in the back of the head. That is definitely a Patreon story, actually. Mm-hmm. You can hit me up if you want to hear the full Laura got assaulted. Who? Who did I see immediately? Sean Patton. Fucking Sean. I was like Sean. meeting Sean Patton. That he was walked up I as I was Sean screaming Patton. impotently as the guys who were running away. All right, God away. damn it. Let's just tell the story now. So so we're walking down. Where were we? I clearly no, no, have, no, we walking, I have very limited memories because I got punched. Stand, so up up third from so not, like Houston or something. Like not a weird area. And it no, was like we were walking by a fancy Italian restaurant. Yeah, And we're walking by these two guys and uh, three guys actually, I think. Again, two. mix of memories because- of the punch. Yes. And they're kind of, I mean, they're not really notable beyond the fact that they were like talking, talking really of, fast. Yeah. And, and loud, I but they were dressed like they were going out to a, a club. Normal. Yeah. Pretty normal guys. And walking past them with Matthew, it's winter time. So I'm wearing like a big coat and stuff like that. And I have a, a hat, hat on. Yeah. And, um, 
I'm walking across that intersection and I, this guy runs up behind me. I obviously don't see him because I'm facing the other way and full punches me in the back of the head, like running punch right to the skull. And I'm standing six feet beside you. So I don't know what their game plan was. No, you would, you would kind of split. From, we, we there walked was a car around, and we were walking behind the car, the you car that was in the it. middle of the, like the intersection. So we were like yeah. kind of walking around it. So we were slightly separated. The guy punches me in the back of the head. Um, Realized right later on, I think it was a game of knockout. Yeah. And and they lost. They lost because this bitch did not go down. Yep. Instead, I just, I thought. With a, a running blind start. I thought a brick fell on my head. I genuinely was like, word. Yeah. I guess construction just hit me. Yeah. Ow. I flip around to see what's going on and I see a man who has just punched me and I'm like, okay, well, that's not great. Yeah. I'm still standing and um, kind of stumbled back a little bit. And then kind of was started yelling at him, obviously, because I was like, hey. Yeah, and I turn around and start, like, walking towards them aggressively. You don't know what happened at first. You're like. I I'm, saw what happened. Did you see I saw it? you get, I saw your hat fly off. I remember that looking, just being like, and immediately turning around with no game plan. I was like, the fuck did you just do? There's two of them. What was I going to, like, one well, of them also, probably had a knife. I didn't fight. know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys were yelling. You were like squaring off. The guy fell down when I kind of came at him. Yeah, we were. So we we, we turned ground. around, Max back over, and he backed up and Matt's fell like, on the did, ground. Did she just like hit him back? <laughs> no. Uh, instead, I'm like yelling at him. I was like, "What are you doing? Like, what do you want?" Mm -hmm. And apparently, that surprised him. He also, I don't think, realized I was a woman. So appreciate that, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Flattering. Um, and Matt's yelling at them. And so I took out my phone. My hand was shaking too much to actually operate it, but I pretended to call 911. And then like, tried to, couldn't yeah. do it. And then pretended to be talking into the phone. I was like, yeah, the police are coming. You should leave. Yeah, because I was I was in their face and the guy's like, what? What are you going to do? What are you going to like? And then his friend was kind of doing it. And then his friend's like, Back off, man. We got to go. We got to go. Let's get out of here. And I was like yelling coward as they walked away. Well, they were also And then the I realized it was just because you were calling the cops. They weren't but afraid I wasn't. of me at all. I was actually faking it. <laughs> Your hands were too shaky. My yeah. hands were way, they, my hands were like, like, I don't know, spazzing out mm -hmm. all over the phone. I was like, I don't care. I can't touch anything. So I just held it up to my ear and pretended to be talking Good into acting. it. I'm like, and then you called your mom and told her the story. She goes, Hey, that's New York city. <laughs> <laughs> and also no, the most of the, I mean, I don't know what's the, if any of these are the best part, but this guy walks up to us and it was like, what just happened? And it's Sean Patton. Cause he heard me screaming. Yeah. Yes. He was like, Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> hey guys. And I'm laughing like a demon because yeah. I'm in shock, yeah. obviously. And then Cackling he's like, are you okay? Laughter. And I go, no. And I start crying. He's like, Jesus Christ. This bitch is crying nuts. while laughing, crying. And I'm still cackling. Cause I'm like, we're, we've been here for one weekend and I just got punched. That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> but yeah, I'm forever cemented your friendship with Sean Patton. Go path. I know. I love that man. And then we got evicted. We were what we were like in hell's kitchen. Yeah, wait, no, for let's two do weeks. that as a, let's do a different let's story. For that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a, if you want us to tell the eviction story, hit us up. Sure. Like it's, it's not as good as that story though. It's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty good. good too. It was just such a warm welcome. And this is, we had been dating for one year distance. <laughs> so it's not like we've really, and I've been, it's like with the, our relationship went through we the stress just, test. We had just signed a lease too. It was literally the day that we had signed a lease. And I was like, well, we fucking signed. So I guess this city is going to just kick the shit out of me for at least the duration of this lease. And yep. we did. Uh, God, how are we? Do you want to tell the, 
I'm sorry. I really derailed that on. No, on it's this. good. It's good. I That's got reminded good. of my being assaulted and, um, had to, had to really live, relive that one. Yeah, how, was how, like, all the memories. Oh, the lack of back. memories. I had a concussion too. Yeah. I had to go. I and actually you slept went with, the whole day. That's the craziest part about that is I didn't go home. I went to you with you to a show. Yeah. I was like, I still got to get to my spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm better now, but you've I'm, gotten better. I'm, I also get it. But I was also like, Hey, maybe I didn't need to go to that show. Yeah. I remember going to the show. It was, I think it was at the, the old stand and I'm where, I don't remember where we were obviously, because I had a concussion and they were like, do you want to sit in the showroom? And I was like, oh, feel good. (laughs) And I sat upstairs and I just, I remember being like in a complete daze and people were talking to me and I was like, I'm like, this is the worst first impression because I'm concussed. They're going to think you're a pill popper. Yeah. You're just sitting there with like little. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not good. I am not good right now. I'm Uh. conscious, but (laughs) is like my brain does not feel good. That sucks. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. I didn't prevent that. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Thanks for yelling well, I don't know at how those to tell guys a story after that. Like, like, well, let me talk about my upcoming. Well, you have the Comedy Central thing coming yeah. out. So that's next week. That's so exciting. And that's another story. We should tell that story on a different A episode, different though. podcast. But Jesus Christ. New set drops next week. Was this too much information? Was this too inside? Was this too. Yeah, I don't b- know. Business? They might, Let they, us know. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys fucking want? What do you want from us? Because this is this is everything. Yeah, we're just trying to be as transparent as possible. Listen, I would find it interesting. So our sex life has been pretty good. <laughs> we're hey, trying that new thing. Matthew, I think that is enough podcast for That's today. That's enough podcast. All right. Thanks so much, y'all. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.